0: You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops.
1: Welcome to Riffin' with RAF and AD, coming to you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Now, here's former Huskers, Chris Raff
2: and Aaron Davis.
3: All right, we're back here riffing with Raff and AD on this Wednesday night. First hour flew by, as usual. Yeah, it did. And now we're on to the second hour. And had a big day today in Husker football land.
2: You know, it was a big day. It was uh, before i even be go going to Husker football, though. How cool was that with the interview with, with Demo, man? He's awesome, Demo. I gotta call him Demo. Come yeah. on, hey! As big as that man is, when he says call him Demo, you call him Demo. Demo, <laughs> it is. Demo, it is. It's like coming to America. Mama call him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Carter, we got Carter in the house. Carter, have you ever seen Coming to America? That movie with Eddie Murphy and our uh, um, uh, senior hall. You ever seen that movie? I have not. What? Oh boy, Carter, how old are you, bro? Uh, eighteen. Oh, good lord, man! I think my shoes I'm wearing are older than you right now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Carter is 18 Carter, it is a it was one of those movies I can't even say The Breakfast Club. He definitely went around when that was in. You bro, if you got <laughs> Marcus going, he don't remember that one. Carter, it's it'd be something dude, you've gotta watch Coming to America, one of the funniest movies. Well, the funniest movie, in my opinion, is my opinion, Eddie Murphy ever came out with, man. And again, if you have any, if, you, if anybody wants to talk about, you just kind of, if you want to text in some one-liners, appropriate one-liners into the Sartre Heyman hotline, uh, the text line, that's 402-464-5685. And also the Honda of Lincoln hotline, 402 464 5685 Favorite one liners from Coming to America, as we talked about Demoy, he says, Don't call me Des Moines, call me Demo. And there's a line in Coming to America, they're in the barbershop, Carter. It's crazy funny. He goes, Mama calling Clay, I'm gonna call him Clay. All right. So <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you the, the emphasis that but you gotta watch that mo- Carter, which one of your favorite movies? Uh Billy Madison. Now that's a good one. That that's about the same that's a good one. It's about the same time, you know, that mm. Coming to America was out. That was a good one. A mm, little, Sim, bit, little, little bit before. A little, little bit after, bit after right? Yeah. A little bit after. It's a good one. So, Demo came in with some great nuggets for us today. Nebraska recruiting, thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up, but I'm not (laughs) drinking the Kool Aid quite yet. Not drinking the Kool Aid. Want to see it on the field. What do you want, Graf? What do you want? First of all, you think about some of these recruits we got. I mean, there's all these four. You got quarterback Casey Thompson, quarterback, I love how you pronounce his name Chubba. Chubba Purdy. Chubba Purdy. Chubba Purdy. You got Tippa Purdy. You got Trey, wide receiver Trey Palmer, wide receiver Bonner, wide receiver D. Crawford. That, that name Crawford. I mean D. Codis. Think about some unique names of Nebraska football in the past. Wonder Mons. Wonder Mons is another one. What's another one though? Isaiah Moses Hip. Isaiah Moses Hip. These names are these times are before my time, Carter. Marvelous, Marvelous Jarvis Redwine. Marvelous Jarvis Redwine. Also, quarterback, uh, Jaden Gold, quarterback, Tommy Hill. Raph, what do you think, man? What do you think?
3: I, like, today I was going through, I, it's been a while, I pulled up the roster, went through it, and I I was, you know, filling it all out, and I'm just like, Nebraska's loaded. They've got a lot of players. I mean, their receiver room is insane. If, if we can, you know, find that quarterback that can get them the ball, you know, we, we can be dangerous on offense, and... Then you're like, well, you got a bunch of receivers. Do you have running backs? And Nebraska went, went out, got themselves a couple of new running backs. Today they flipped A.J. Allen from that was TCU. Big. That was big. And I was watching his tape today. I guess that's what I do when I'm bored or what I do. But he's very shifty. He's one of those guys. He's, he comes through the hole. He he's puts move on you, and he's out of there. He's got breakaway speed. So I like what they did there. The one thing that I would have liked to have seen is how he catches the ball out of the backfield because I have a feeling that that's going to be something that Nebraska's going to have in their their new offense. So I hope, you know, I believe, you know, I'm sure Scott and Elm have seen it down there that he can catch the ball because out of the backfield, he's just,
2: he's very shifty. You talking about which one? AJ Allen. He is one that intrigues me, but also who we currently still have in there. All right, that we still have there, yep. big boy number zero, Yaquiz yeah, Yant. Yant, I like that last name, Yant. How much is he weighing right now? You think?
3: Whew. I would say he's probably two thirty five, two forty. But he, we were, I was talking to a guy the other night, and the baby weight or whatever you would call it is gone. He is chiseled. I mean, those pictures of him and Casey Thompson in the weight room are pretty insane. They they're ripped.
2: You're saying the wide receiver room, first of all, is going to be stacked. I think the running back room is going to be stacked as well. However, let me ask you this. Will teams, because first of all, we're coming up with a whole different philosophy offensively. Whipple's coming in, different philosophy. Mickey Joseph, different philosophy. Do you think teams can look at past year's tape, last three years of offensive tape, and gauge what we're going to do this year?
3: I would say no. No. I think one of the things that you're going to see Nebraska is I think you're going to see them under under center some this year which we have not seen during the Scott Fo- Scott Frost regime and I think that'll be good for us especially on those fourth and ones where you know we got a quarterback whoever wins you know like Scott said that the quarterback battle is up for grabs but all those quarterbacks down there are pretty pretty big and sturdy mm-hmm. so a quarterback sneak on fourth and one is something I think we'll see you know this year and it's going to be – I think it will be a different philosophy. There will be – i I'm hoping what it will be is you always hear coaches say you want multiple, and I want us to have a multiple offense where we can get back in five wide and throw the ball as well if we have to. Go to some sort of – you know, it probably won't be the I formation because we don't have fullbacks, but an H-back. You know, you have Thomas Fidone. Travis Vokalik, that tight end position where they can put them at an H back and you know mm-hmm. give those backs you know a lead, somebody lead to
2: follow through the holes. You know, you mentioned Raph, and you were a connoisseur in an encyclopedia of Nebraska football. Okay, you mentioned the fullback. Is that something you would like to see in some shape or form back in Nebraska football's play calling as far as formation? Yeah,
3: I think it, it's something that as for running the ball, I think that's that would be key. Um, they were kind of playing around with it a little bit last year with um, Teddy Prochaska, kind of mm-hmm. leading through the holes and stuff like that. I mean, at this, you know, where we are with, with the football team and with the offense and stuff like that, if you're the more stuff you can do on offense, the more productive you're going to be Situ- situational football, like mm-hmm. being in the shotgun, you know, on fourth and one, it's in my mind, it's a negative because it's, you're taking away, you know, that short run, you know, the defense is thinking to itself, well, it's either going to be a short pass or it's going to be a bootleg, you know. So I, I just want them to be very multiple, and I think that's what Coach Whipple, I think he's going to bring to Nebraska.
2: Here's why I think the fullback is important, and I'll get to this in a second. We got a, a call in right here from the text line, the Starhamer text line. I know this number. Our good buddy Ake Mudophia says, "I'm so happy to be here." That's another line from coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Texas, your favorite Coming to America one-liner to the Sarder Haven text line at 402-464-5685. Acom, that boy good. That's another line from Coming to America, that boy good. And speaking of, we might have to make well, this.
3: I, I just want to congratulate Akam with his new head coaching hire. Congratulations to your Raiders. I hear they're also going to try and pick up Denver's special teams coach from last year, so congratulations with that.
2: Wish you all the best. I want him to comment on that new hire because I don't think he showed on Josh McDaniels right now as his Raiders head coach. Oh, he's
3: going to love the special teams coach. Who's going to be his special teams coach? Uh, possibly Denver's old special team coach from last year, Tom McMahon. And mm. he, Acom probably doesn't want to go back and watch much of the special teams. No, that
2: year. was not. That going to make your stomach hurt, man. Speaking of that, that, that boy good, what's another great line from Coming to America – Some tight ends over the years that I just thought that just, I mean, not tight ends, but uh, that fullbacks going way back to Mark Shalene, number 25, Tom Rathman, 26. Do you know, there's a lot of people who didn't realize that Tom Rathman actually played for Nebraska that were just Niners fans. I've heard people over the years says, why are you such a Rathman fan? Because he played for Nebraska, but you also had Rathman, Roger Craig and Mike Rozier at the same time at Nebraska for a few years. All right. And you had Roger Craig playing fullback for Mike Rogier. For Mike Rogier. That goes on to play for the 49ers, and then Rathman becomes his fullback and blocker. And you know to think about Roger Craig and Coach Osborne. Should be book. in the Hall of Fame. Hey, okay. That might, why is it, first of all, okay, we're segwaying again. How is he not in the Hall of Fame?
3: It's travesty. It's so wrong in so many ways. First ever back, 1,000, 1,000. Um, and then the, the stat that I love to bring up to everybody, Roger Craig played 10 years in the NFL.
2: Guess how many times his team's made the playoffs? How many? All 10. All 10. And how many Super Bowls he got? Uh 3. Think about that. So I mean he's bat 30% in Super Bowls. Think about that. 10 years, 10 years in the NFL playoffs, 3 Super Bowl rings. This guy was the first thousand thousand, and still is not in the Hall of Fame. He's been retired for how many years now?
3: Oh man, it's got to be up upwards of probably 30 years now
2: and still is not in the Hall of Fame. You, here's one of my problems the Hall of Fame and now me part of the part of it, unfortunately. You have too many folks who have never strapped on a helmet that are making the decisions who gets in there. Yep. You think about that. If it was strictly to their peers, all right, the ones who actually strapped on a helmet. No, I'm not saying the media doesn't deserve any. I'm not saying that. But Roger Craig, how is Roger Craig not in the Hall of Fame? Well, he's the
3: he's the running back that everybody models their their back after. Now you got yep. um, Kamara down at um, the Saints, McCaffrey run. Catch the ball to the backfield. Roger Craig was leading the NFL in catches, you know, back in oh,
2: 1986, 86, 86, 87, 86, 87, 87. 88. I mean, we're talking yeah. about he changed the, the very position of how he, teams do it. He right
3: actually now. changed it 20 years before it actually re- really changed. Yeah. He was so far, well, Bill Walsh was so far ahead of his right, time. Right, right, right. I put, you know, Bill Walsh, Coach Osborne, they're in the same, like, Go back. I always tell people watch the '97 Orange Bowl if you want to see today's offense, today's college football offenses. Coach Osborne was twenty years ahead of everybody when it mm-hmm. comes all the RPLs and stuff like that. That night, I remember you had Chevin Wiggins coming around on the reverse and they were faking him on the option. Had an RPL, to, you know. And, and you go back and watch that game and it's it's crazy. And like Bill Walsh, he's in that he's in that same thing. I mean, he took Roger Craig and Roger Craig, if you remember right, he comes in NFL. His first two years, he's playing fullback for Wendell Tyler. That's right. That's right. Oh. Wendell
2: Tyler. Was LSU is where he went? Wendell oh, Tyler. Oh,
3: I don't know where he went. Where did Wendell Tyler for, go? He played for the Rams to begin with. Then he went to the 49ers. Oh,
2: man, it's going to drive me crazy. Somebody was he USC? He might have been USC. Yeah, I think you are right. I think it was USC. When, I'm thinking of somebody else from LSU. Was it? He probably probably it was of, UCLA. Actually, UCLA. UCLA. So you're thinking yeah. probably like Dalton Hilliard or yeah, something like that? Yeah, one of those guys. Absolutely. Somebody in the text line, Raph goes, <laughs> He kicked Joe Lewis' boop. <laughs> he kicked Joe Lewis' butt. <laughs> he did.
3: Oh, coming to America.
2: <laughs> his mama call him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Demo says
2: Demo. Demo, Demo it says is Demo. <laughs> Mark Shalene, Tom Rathman. Uh, we'll go, of course, we got to mention, we can't forget some of the greats that have played it. You look at what. We called him Rock Kid. Corey Schlesinger, Schlesinger played for years for the Detroit Lions and could catch. Also played special teams. A lot of people don't know this. In the championship game, Corey Schlesinger knocked a dude out. Yep. Against Miami, the first play knocked a guy out. Yep. I mean,
3: and it's funny because they ask him about that all the time. They're like, Corey, what, what is your most memorable? It had to be one of those touchdown runs, and he's always like. Honestly, it was that first play. I knocked the guy out, and I figured at the end of the game, people would be like, man, you knocked that guy out on the kickoff, and no one, no saw one brought it, it until <laughs> years later. And then now
2: he talks about and you go back, You go back and watch the tape, and he absolutely destroys this guy. You know, so, Raph, you mentioned the fullback position. There's a guy – that just not too recently went to your guys, I'm going to look him up, but Janovich that played for your Broncos. Andy he's Janavich. with he's the team right now. Yep. You think about the game against Wisconsin. Was that f- how many years ago was that against Whiskey? Six years ago? Uh, probably six, yeah. Where he broke that one yep. out in the open. Why do you think it'd be nice to see a fullback, whether it happens or not? What do you think that opens up? And I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you why I think it's important, too. Why do you think that's important to put a fullback in some shape or form into the offense? Uh,
3: one of the things that I hear listening to 93.7 during the days is – Physicality, 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 physicality. You put a fullback in the offense, you're bringing some physicality back to that offense. And listening to the, you know all the old all the old guys that are on here, you know, talking about it. And one of the things they bring up is we might not have been the best players and stuff like that, but we were the toughest. You know, listening to soft batch cookies and how they crumble and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know, you put a fullback in, that adds to that toughness of the offense. And I think that's something that, you know, playing in the Big Ten. You can throw the ball, which, you know, it's been proven you can, but you also want to have that tough, you know, hard-nosed running game. goes back again. You want to be multiple. So if that's something we can do. And then when you're running the ball like that, as do the play-action pass. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we've got a couple – I say a couple, but we got four quarterbacks, four or five quarterbacks down there that you give them play-action and you have you have a guy, you know – one thing, another thing we say all the time is tight end tends to always be open. So if oh, you start yeah. running that play action, you yep. got a tight end running, running the seam, mm-hmm. running the drag mm-hmm. that just, it just adds, that just adds to what the offense can be.
2: You know, you think about this and we'll take a break right after this, but here's one thing I want us to think about. I want to come back to this. The importance of the run game in the big 10, not only the big 10, every conference, why the run game is so important you know passing game all that stuff is great you got to be able to pass the ball too but we're going to emphasize the run game and then we'll get into some of this craziness of the nfl this is riffing with raff and ad on 93.7 the ticket we'll be right back in no time
1: Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow.
0: This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan.